keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcast and cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City after our week off layoff. We are streaming on all media, social media platforms, Keys to the City, so give us a follow, and as well at Clovercrest Media. It was a very interesting night for New England fans, New England Patriot fans. First, they get in trouble by the NFL, and then within 15 to 20 minutes, they decide to make a splash. And it was a name that we've been talking about for quite some time. Will the Patriots make the move? Will they do it? Finally, they go all in. They go get Cam Newton. They get their guy. Is that a sign of Jared Stidham? Maybe they're not comfortable. They're not confident with Jared Stidham. Or is that they see this ability. They know something that we don't know. Is Cam Newton 100%? That's the $7 million question. Is if Cam Newton is going to be healthy? Because if well, he is a million dollars, because, only if he plays. Well, because if he is healthy, we know how great he can be. Yeah. Ted, I told you that we th- we thought Cam Newton maybe wasn't going to be playing at all this year. He goes to the team that most of us people in the sports world thought was going to happen, and that is well, he's going to Foxborough. It makes now. the most sense, though. It does. Yeah. It makes the most sense because. You, you look at the Patriots, what, is, what was their biggest weakness since Tom Brady left? It's their quarterback. If you look at all the teams throughout the NFL, everyone's pretty much shirt up their quarterback position. The only other team that you would say that has a quarterback question is Jacksonville. But I think we know where Jacksonville's going. They're going for the tank, and they're tanking for, for Trevor Lawrence slash maybe Justin Fields. But we'll see how that all pans out because Miami was supposed to be tanking too. They still got their man. At, still got the guy. They still got the guy that they want. So you look at Cam Newton. We know what he is. He's one of the most special, talented quarterbacks that have ever entered the NFL. Size, speed, athleticism, arm strength, can do it all. You know, Belichick had said a couple years ago, one of the toughest quarterbacks he's ever had to face was Cam Newton. Cam Newton is only one other quarterback. He's 2-0 against the Patriots a lifetime. The only other quarterback that's undefeated against the Patriots, Jake Palmer. Hmm. Yes, Arizona State. Yes, Arizona State. So, he's familiar with it. And if you know Bill Belichick, he's the type of guy that goes after guys that guys have kind of beaten him up. Remember Wes Walker? Mm-hmm. He struggled with him when Miami. What did they do? They brought Wes Welker in. Big stuff. This is what the Patriots like to do. We just saw it a year ago when they bring in guys, big names, but there is some kind of maybe issues with going with those players. Randy Moss, they did it with. That turned out to be good for a couple of years, and then they got rid of him. Antonio Brown, last year they go after him. They make the the. the the shocking move, well, that was only for one game. It was now, good for one game. It was good for one game. I know it was Miami, but still, he was great. He was Antonio Brown, what he does on the field all the time. Then they go make another move, and it's Cam Newton. And we know Cam Newton. There's people that feel he's not that good of a quarterback. I think that this is going to be a perfect fit. I think Belichick, just a typical Belichick move. Right he here. waited for the market to yeah. set itself. He yeah. gets out of a great deal. And here's the funny thing. You know, we're not talking politics today and anything, but, you know, everyone's been talking about the Colin Kaepernick Kyle Kaepernick hasn't played in years, okay? Four years. Who cares? Four years. Cam Newton was still sitting on the market. You know, the only reason why we have questions about Cam Newton lately was because of the injury concerns. But when this guy is healthy, he's one of the five, ten best quarterbacks in all of football. We know he is. He was the best player in the league three, four years ago. 2015, he was the MVP. Now, this is a perfect fit for him. Listen, he's going to 
it's a perfect fit for him. It's a perfect fit for the Patriots. If he does well, the Patriots do well. And if he does well for New England, it's only going to set up the rest of his career. He's only 31 years old. People have to realize that. He's still a young guy. Still got all good You're going to have Josh McDaniels, who is one of the three or four best offensive corners in all football. People remember, he's the same guy that also had Tim Tebow on his team. So he's familiar with the running an offense with an athletic quarterback like this. And now I know Tim Tebow was special at the time, but Cam Newton is a freak of nature and can do it all and is a much better player athletically and talent-wise in the NFL level. It got me it got me it got me interested about this whole situation with Cam and even another former first round pick number one pick Heisman trophy winner as well and Jameis Winston. And those are the two quarterbacks, the two big names you saw that took a little longer than expected. Nick Foles gets signed by the Bears. He gets traded. All these guys get picked up. But we were always waiting, where's Jameis? Where's Cam going to go? And those two guys, when healthy, when playing smart, they're pretty good quarterbacks. Well, look at the teams that they go to now. Jameis Winston is going to the Saints. With Drew Brees for one year, we already know he's going to be leaving. He's already got a job in line at NBC after this year. So, Jameis Winston, learn, learn from Sean Payton. Learn from Drew Brees. Because guess what? You might become the next Saints quarterback. And now Cam Newton goes to the Patriots. So, Ted, the question is to me, which quarterback is in the better position to succeed? Well, is it Jameis with the Saints, oh. knowing that he's going to be a backup for a year, unless Drew gets hurt? And Cam, we all supposedly think if there's going to be a football season, he will be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots week one. So who's the better? Right, I'll say I'll say right now, if, if all things are considered and we're all being equal, it's Cam Newton. Listen, he's going to be the guy, if he's healthy, will be the day one starter. And there's nothing against Hoyer or Jared Stidham, but we're, we're, Cam Newton's a better player. I mean, that's, literally that's what it comes down to. It's no disrespect to Jared Stidham, but he's only thrown four Who gives passes. you the best chance to win? He's only thrown four passes to win. Those two guys, Stidham and Hoyer, are going to have an advantage offensively knowing the schematics and scheme. We'll see how fast Cam Newton can pick it up. Listen, at the end of the day, me and Trevor have been talking about this. I don't even know if there's going to be any sports for the whole season. You know, we got this projection where baseball's coming out to the 23rd, and we got football's going to start this. I don't know if any of this is going to happen. We might be sitting here four or five months from now still talking about what if and, and all these other possibilities. If there is a football season, Cam Newton is in the best position. We know McDaniels can scheme an offense because a couple of years ago when Brady was suspended for the first four games, mm -hmm. Jacoby Brissett was – was a starting quarterback. They had to start week one against Houston. They won 16 nothing, And within three days, they were able to revolve around the offense, around Jacoby Percent, who's more of an athletic quarterback with a good arm. Not as up to Cam Newton style. But, listen, the Patriots did their due diligence. I was listening to the shows today. Mm -hmm. The Patriots had called multiple offensive coordinators and teams about Cam Newton. And I spoke to Cam from over months. He talked to Norv Turner. They just wanted to know about his thing. Cam had to accept the deal. So, is, I mean, is, 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 is it the best deal for Cam? Financially, no, but in the long run, it is because it's all based on incentives. Mm -hmm. And the end of the day was the Patriots financially didn't have big the big amount of money to just say, hey, listen, Cam, we can give you a one-year $10 million. They didn't have the money financially. Mm -hmm. And I think Cam knows that this is a proven deal. If he can win in New England, can you? I mean, just we talked about this last night. I said, well, you should go tweet this. 
just picture this. I mean, this is really the best story of all. Imagine Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl in Tampa, where the Super Bowls hold. Tom Brady's a quarterback against New England Patriots. Cam Newton's a quarterback going against. I mean, if you could think talk about, about storyline. If you could think about it, any greater NFL storyline next season, tell me. And and that's the thing you keep saying. We don't know, ladies and gentlemen, if there's going to be sports. We all, as of right now, the MLB is on track to play in July on July 23rd, and we'll be joined with Joe Aguirre in a couple minutes to just talk about that opener between Cole and Max Scherzer. Boy, oh boy, if there is baseball, that is one hell of a way to start the MLB season. And then NBA as well, starting July 30th. Now you're seeing more and more players come out and say, well, we don't want to go. I don't feel comfortable enough to go down there knowing that what Florida, the current situation of Florida, being maybe one of the worst cities or states in the country, if not the worst, we have to be realistic, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I want sports. I know Ted wants sports. I know Joe wants sports. But we have to be realistic. And, Joe, thank you for joining us. I'm glad you're there. I'm just, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago about just sports in general. I know realistically, we all want sports to be back. It just makes us happier. It makes people in general, with the today's situation and how the country is going right now, sports is what we need. But we all got to be realistic. And I think people are still just icy on Twitter all the time. Yeah, we want we want sports back. Yeah, we do. But realistically, all these great things that are happening, Cam Newton going here, all these movements in the NFL, baseball coming back, shortened season in the NBA. Gotta be realistic, though. I mean, it's all fun and games, it's all nice, but realistically, I, I just still don't see how this is all gonna work. Maybe baseball is the only sport. I don't. There's a natural. I don't see more foot distance. Football, I think, is gonna be almost impossible to play unless they cut the season down to maybe well, a half, maybe eight games. No, maybe eight games at best. Football to me is almost impossible. I think, and then basketball. That's another one that's going to be tough. Baseball, realistically, baseball could be back because of the way that how they're all spaced out. So, Joe, just chime in. Just come on in and join us. Thanks for joining us as well, buddy. Yeah, guys, great to be uh, great to be back and uh, excited for baseball. And I just, unfortunately, I don't know how long it's going to last is, I think, my biggest fear. I got a feeling that this thing is going to start, and I think you're going to see what you're seeing around the country is you're going to see – increased covid cases and again mm-hmm. once it starts affecting players they're going to pack it up and head home i think you're right about baseball you know look there's there's uh you know you got about 35 people you know in the in the dugout area and i know they're going to sort of break it up but that's, that's a decent that's a decent number football with 53 guys coaches mm-hmm. trainers you got about 75 80 people on the sideline that's going to be really problematic that i don't understand and again, you look at the NBA where you got like a 12-man roster, but it's such an intimate sport. There's no way not to. Yeah. We've already obviously yeah. seen, you know, the NBA was quick to shut down because a couple of players tested positive, uh, you know, back in February. So it's going to be tough. We want we want these sports back, obviously. But, you know, I think it's important for fans to not put the onus on players if they don't want to play like that they're being greedy and i you know and we could talk all day about you know the the way the the negotiations went for salary and stuff but at the end of the day these guys want to go out there and entertain you but not Mm -hmm. if they're going to die so joe i don't know if you just saw this because i saw this this came out at 226 today first mlb player opts out of 2020 season veteran pitcher mike week for the diamondbacks 
Um, he's walking away from $5.6 million. So he's the first baseball player saying, I'm good. I'm not coming. I would bet you that there'll be at least 10 higher profile guys that are going to sit this season out. And so it's when, be- when, 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 when do they get to a point, basketball and baseball right now, because football's still a couple months away. When do they get to a point that's like, okay, I think we just got to scrap plans, shut it down and just come back later in the year or maybe next year. When does it, when does it get to a point? How many players, how many people in general for them to say, I don't okay, think, I don't think there's a number. I don't think there's a really definitely. So I heard like the NBA, if they could get, if they get like, if there's like 20 to 30 players that get, te- that get to the coronavirus, then there's a strong possibility they'll shut the season down. But if there's like two, three, four players, they're not going to. That's where I get, it gets interesting. See, What's can, the limit? Get away with the limit? What's the limit of players that make you say, we're done. We got, we just got to scrap it. Forget about it. That's what it comes down yeah, to. But this is what I don't understand. It's not like people still in this country, I'll speak for myself, they're not still having people over at people's houses and, you know, having gathers. I'm not saying I'm, I'm having 100 or 50 people here, but to say I don't have five or 10 people at my house, you know, be lying. So why can't a baseball team play baseball on a field when there's natural social distancing? They're going to be tested before the game, they'll be tested after the game. What I don't understand is why they got to check the balls. If your hands are already clean, right, you go out there, you ice before you walk on the field, hand sanitizer, wash your hands, you put in your glove. If you're standing out there and a the fly ball gets hit to you, catch the ball, throw it in, okay, what's the difference? Your hands are clean. Like you didn't touch anything. You didn't go touch a uh, doorknob or this or that. So how are you going to attract the virus standing in left field 150 feet away from the, the next, the third baseman? Those are all really valid points. And and yeah, look, I think in a perfect world, you know, I I think you're going to see pretty quickly through spring training, which will be shortened, but you'll at least get a sense of how it's going to work and, 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 you know, what, what that might look like. My wiffle ball league picked up this week, lots of hand sanitizer, uh, you know, just trying to keep your hands clean and and trying to keep social distance it worked we got through the week and and things seem to go all right and we're gonna do it the same way we'll see what happens if a couple people get it and it looks like that you're a problem then you got to shut things down i i i think that look there's so it's, many it's people crazy. i was talking to some guy while getting my oil changed today it's like and i said this when this when this first happened back in march our last show at the studio this is like a movie it, it just feels like it's still on the Mets will find That's a great comment. I'll tell you one thing. Baseball players, would it would it be an option? And I don't know, and I haven't read about what would player would baseball players because you can't do it on a football field because you just wouldn't be able to breathe. Could, would baseball players be willing to wear a mask? I just think it's still hard to wear while a mask. They, while they're hitting. Players. Maybe while they're hitting. So you're Dude, not for nothing. Them. Look how many guys already wear shields across their face anyway. What yeah. to put put plexiglass across the rest of it. I don't think that would be any big thing. And again, yeah, Ted, that's that's a sensible suggestion. I'm sure Mizuno or one of those companies is probably producing that right now. And if they're not, they should. Let's get on it, Joe. Yeah, let's get let's, 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 let's make billion. Let's get on Shark Tank right let's now. Let's be the yeah, right. Let's be the guys that make that face mask for baseball <laughs> helmets. We'll be rich. It's just it's just really it's just unbelievable time. I mean, we're coming up on four months of quarantine life, COVID-19. I mean, this is still not going away. And that's the thing. And I think this is one of the weekends that we all thought this is when you get the second wave. It's July 4th. This is one of the bigger weeks. I mean, you just saw, I don't know if you know, Florida just closed down, I guess, all bars 
So, I mean, you think about the NBA, they're going into Florida. They're going to be, there's the bubble in Orlando. It's just, that's scary because Florida right now is probably the worst in the entire country. Luckily for us, Connecticut is actually at the top. Shockingly. One of two states that have actually contained the virus. So kudos to Connecticut. Don't usually say that a lot nowadays. No, we don't. And one, and one of the small victories for the governor, he actually did do the right thing when he teamed up with Massachusetts and New York about jumping on this in March and April when when it was okay to jump on it because it wasn't 80 degrees out and you know you were able to stay in the house. Now that it's summertime, people don't want to be locked up. And you know, it's funny because you know we talked about the other day. You 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 shared it on our page. You're like, look at Scherzer and Cole. Like, like, like the two best pitchers. You get all excited. You're like. I was hoping. I was hoping this was one of the matches matchups. I was hoping. I was also hoping that it would have been Degrom versus Cole Week Game One. I was really hoping either one of those two would play. So, Joe, what do you think? Cole Scherzer. Right now, it stands on July 23rd. The New York Yankees will be playing the defending champs, the Washington Nationals. That's still current plans could change drastically. But right now, Cole versus Scherzer. If that doesn't get you excited as just a baseball fan, and I'm not talking as a Yankee fan, I'm talking as a baseball fan. If that doesn't get you excited, two the two best pitchers, maybe with the exception of your boy Jacob Degrom, I mean that's what you want, that's what you get, and it's going to be unbelievable. And hopefully by then Judge will be healthy. Plus you, I mean, yeah, we talked about this when this first happened. This was possibly the best thing that could have ever happened to the Yankees because of all these injuries they were dealing with. And there's a possibility that they all could come back with the exceptions of a few, like Severino and maybe Hicks. Maybe Judge comes back. But still, it's just – it does get you excited to know that there is a possibility we could have sports. But it's kind of like a tease because we're all getting excited. But realistically, that could all go away. That can inflate or deflate very, very quickly. And we just could be sitting here in a month or two saying – what the hell do we talk about next? Because there's a possibility there could be no sports. I like what MLB did, though, with the Yankees and the Nationals. Last year's, what should have been last year's World Series matchup. Uh, so kudos to baseball for that. I got it. Um, excited. Look, I, I, I think it's it's going to be great, you know, just getting them back out there. You know, if the season lasts a month and they have to shut it down, I would be very happy just to have seen some baseball again. The TV so. ratings will go through the roof because I think people are so – so you'd be satisfied enough. If, even if they had a month of baseball, you'd be satisfied with that. Joe? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not satisfied, but I, I would be grateful that, to get some. Again, it's going to be great when it happens. It's like going to the ice cream shop and going, can I, I sample that and sample that? Now, if you didn't get the full Sunday, but, I mean, you got a couple little scoops of ice cream. <laughs> Listen, when I was going to college, there were plenty of times where I went in for a couple of samples in lieu of getting something. Free samples? Yeah. We went to, we were at, um, where did we go? The other day we went to BJ's and we were looking and Trev's like, oh, they don't do the uh, samples anymore. anymore. I used to love that. You hit all the little stations. Like, what do you got over there? Oh, we got cheesy crackers. (laughs) We got this uh, new Who Who are you excited to see if there is a baseball season for the New York Yankees this coming year? Like, who needs to have a like a bounce back year. I don't know if you can do that within 60 games. That's so hard to 
Look, I think Gary Gary Sanchez Gary Sanchez can't hit a buck seventy five. Okay, nine sixty games. Gary Gary Sanchez has to have somewhere like in in the in the two fifty two seventy two eighty range. I think if this guy if this guy continues to be battling around you know the low two hundreds, I think that will become somewhat problematic for the Yankees. At Do you least think they're going to let him go? Do you think this is? Like I don't think it, they'll let him go, but I think that may really impact where he bats in this lineup. That you may have to really consider pushing him down. You know, lower. Seven. Maybe maybe I was just going to say seventh in the in the lineup might be a better spot for a guy who's kind of become a hit or miss. But that's kind so, of where Posada was, too. And Posada was known for a hit, and they moved him down seventh because he Posada was cl- – I, I always liked But Posada, Posada but he also – he was great at getting on base. The guy could draw walks, and Sanchez certainly doesn't doesn't even stand there for, you know, no, I know. pitches. So, you know, again, I'm certainly not suggesting the Yankees would, would move on from Gary Sanchez. But, look, we saw this guy hit around 300 – you know, his first couple of seasons, we thought this was going to be a 280 to 300 guy, uh, and he's barely been cracking the Mendoza line. That's just, to me, that's unacceptable for, for an everyday player. I don't care what position, and especially if it's a position that, that you know, we acknowledge is this guy's one of the best in the game, mm-hmm. but not if he's batting 220 or, or, or 215 or, or worse. Like I said, if he's hitting a buck 95. I, I think, I think. <laughs> Oh, he's the best catcher in baseball, right? I uh, listen. I'm not saying he's and, and this doesn't this doesn't impact him being the best catcher in the game because I think when you look at all the tools, when you look at the arm, uh, the other thing people don't give him him any credit for is his base running. He's an excellent base runner, and for anybody who suggests Gary Sanchez is lazy, this guy goes first to third on singles at, at a at a rate higher than most guys do in the league. So, uh, you know. He, he's a great catcher. He's the best catcher in baseball. He's the guy that you want. But I'm telling you, I think if this guy's hitting uh, 210, I think you really have to think about keeping him lower in the lineup and, and hoping you catch thunder in the bottle when he gets hot and when he hits big home runs. Yeah, because when you put his talent all the and listen, we know the problem is us as Yankee fans, we're so biased too. But if you look at Gary Sanchez, just – you know, I forget what the the phrase is, but if you just look at the sample size, you look at the talent that he has with everything that you were just discussing, Joe. He is the most talented and best catcher of the game. The problem is we have not seen him. Consistency. You know, he comes up the first two weeks. He comes up in August and that's September early, and he hits the crap out of the ball, and he's got 20 home runs and like 90 at-bats. And you're like, oh, my God. Where's that kid? Grand, Grandel from uh, Chicago and Contreras and even Real Moto. There, it seems like they have more consistency but than Sanchez, but Sanchez is probably more talented than all three of them. But, right, but then, look, they, 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 a, a lower ceiling. They both have yeah. a lower. They all have a lower ceiling, which makes it easier to sort of reach. If Gary Sanchez consistently put up the numbers they would put up, you wouldn't think of him as the best catcher in baseball. You yeah. think of him as one of the top guys. I, there's, I, I a reason, there's a reason why he stands out. And again, throwing runners out. Look, you know, we we know last year he struggled with framing. But he got the you know the pass balls and the errors down. So that's okay. Know. Listen, it's just like life. You'd be better. They say just be one percent better every day, and by yep. the end of your time, you'll be that much better. I think. From, I, I think for me, for I just I don't. Think, for me, it's not about pressure. For me, it's about can this team stay healthy for sixty games? Because, yeah. because listen, this you is, can't get off the slow starts. But I'm not worried about that. I don't. I don't even care about this. This is about the future and about decisions. If I'm gonna have Judge and Sanchez come back, and we're not even 30 games of a season, and these guys get hurt again, mm-hmm. hell with the all about stats and where they're hitting. They can't play on the field. 
like Kerm Edwards say, you're no good to me on the sideline. You're either a produ- you're either on the field or you're no good to the team. Mm-hmm. So you know if they are healthy and we play the season and it's like the 20th game and Judge pulls like a rib again for swinging too hard or Sanchez pulls a hammy again or like it's going to be like all right. I know it's a weird season, short, but like how many excuses are we going to continually make for these guys until it's just like, all right, we, we know what how the book ends. I, think I don't have I to think, read the ending story to know how it ends. It's funny that when we always talk about the Yankees, we always talk about pressure. The two first guys that come up is Judge and Sanchez because those are supposed to be our cornerstones, cornerstones going forward, you would expect. And you already said Sanchez. You just said the team. I said the team. I would say – I mean – me, I, I always say it's Judge because I uh, Judge right now is the best player on the team, maybe besides Glaber. And I'm not talking pitchers; he's probably the best player on the team. But he needs to stay healthy, and we know what Judge can do when he's on the field. It's just he has to stay on the field. It's kind of like Sanchez; they have to stay on the field. And to see those two, year in and year out, battling, being out 15 to 20, maybe even more 40 games. I mean. It's frustrating for us because we are the we are Yankee fans. We haven't seen a team win a championship since last decade. So yeah, we we're getting you know at this point that we're like, what the hell? Let's let's go. Like now we have Garrett Cole. Now we have the best pitcher in baseball. There's no excuses now. I know it's a shortened season. Doesn't matter. Go win a damn title. We've been waiting for some time now. Well, you remember we talked about Garrett Cole and what it was going to be like for him to get acclimated to New York and become mm-hmm. like a real Yankee and all that. And now that we're talking about a 60-game season, I had mentioned, you know, imagine he gets off to like a 2-5 and five start. Now, in a 60-game season, boy, that's going to be most of the season, and that would be, yeah, you know. yeah. So you, you, you want to see these guys get off to a hot start. Um, I think particularly Jay Happ, I think he's going to be a really important pitcher for the Yankees in a short season. Uh, you know, you can go all in with the bullpen too. True that. Look, the, these guys got a lot of depth. Uh, you know, I was reading something earlier today. Expect to see both Debbie Garcia and um, uh, Clark Schmidt will will both be in the the sixty band traveling circus that goes along yeah. with the team. Yeah, no, uh, I heard that too. So we could see, you know, we could see these guys, uh, you know, throw some meaningful innings in there. So I think that is very exciting. Um, you know, Steve Risser here popping in uh, Torres over Judge because of the durability. Yeah, I, I, mean, I love Torres too. I think I think Torres is going to be the future of the New York Yankees, and I know some may feel differently, but I do feel I. That's how I feel. They're both they're both exceptionally talented. He is right. If 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 the longevity and we can't make that decision now, but let's make that dis- discovery in two or three years from now. Judge could be the face of baseball. Listen, he easily can be. He's the most recognizable face, maybe in all of baseball. He really is, and that's not being a Yankee bias. I mean, we saw a commercial or something. He was. It's just. He can be the face Larger of baseball. Life. Larger than life. The whole Judge thing. Just, right. it's, it's, it's just being on the Yankees. Just, and he looks the part, too. You know what I mean? Just the whole, the facial, it's just, you know, like, dear Jeter, you you just, he looked the part. Yeah. Now, Judge can produce like he did that rookie season and stay healthy. He will be the guy. If not, you had this discussion, who will be the face of the franchise 10 years down the road, Glaber or Judge? And you said Glaber. I said you Glaber. It so. was overwhelming. It was Judge to a You lot. said premium position playing at shortstop and being as talented both offensively 
on yeah, the field. Yeah, that's how I feel. I do feel like Torres will be the future of the Yankees because, well, he's never going anywhere. And I, 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 I do I, feel bad, dude, because, uh, you know, look at the start to the kid's career. Now he's going to get a really abbreviated season, which is kind of going to cut into his production over the first three years, which, again, is kind of on you know record pace. Uh, for a young guy, so if we're, if we're going to say that, then you you got to mention your our boy Trout because I mean think about it. we're wasting one of the best players ever career because well I'm not talking about the team about because of this I mean think about it if you're like one of those guys who came back for a one year deal well, look at Mo- or like Mookie. Trout I mean he look was at Mookie well I'm not I mean, worried about Mookie, him Mookie's one of the better players I know but Trout historically I know is his numbers the. No, that the first eight years of his career are like better than anyone's, like better than Babe Ruth's. I mean, that's the type of player we're talking. We're talking about a player that old was going world. down, He's an world player, going might go down as one of the five best players ever to play baseball. He's an all talent. He's an all world player, and guys like and that. And that's not, that's not, a, that's not a bad, that's not a crazy statement. He plays center field. He's Gold Glove. He runs the bases. He hits for power. Hits for average. He just plays on a really bad team, and he's got four MVPs. He's good. He's good. No doubt good. about it. You he's know? good. He's not great. He's good. And he's, you he, know he's what? Good. He's very, very good. Just like I, I don't know good. what it is about Mike Trout. Um, he just, he just doesn't do it for me. I know he, I know he's great. You know, I did write an article last year and I will argue this to the death that the guy is not clutch. I mean, he does not come up in big moments. If you really, if you look at the numbers, man, when 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 the game is on the line or when that team is in a close game, Mike Trout generally doesn't come through. He doesn't hit well with runners in scoring position, and he doesn't hit as well with runners on base as he does. I mean, again, I'm I'm not trying to pile on here and, and suggest no, that Mike no, Trout's not a great it's a player. Conversation. I think if you, I think if sometimes, I think when you look at numbers and and you look at the runs created and you look at the war, it's easy to be like, this guy's the greatest player ever. Well, you know, Babe Ruth also had four championships at that point and had won a hundred games. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it, it's tough to say. I've seen, you know, where Mike Trout's obviously a better player already in his career than Derek Jeter. I'll still take Jeter all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Um, Got to win games. Plain and simple, you got to win championships. That's why we're doing this. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here analyzing all this because nobody would care. One hundred percent agree. Hey, before we go, I uh, I heard it's a special day for somebody. I heard it's your birthday. Is that right? Is it my I birthday? So. I think it. What, I heard you're what thirty five. Oh, you thirty twenty five, right? I would uh, I would definitely take thirty five. Somebody <laughs> even gave me a twenty nine earlier today, and I I certainly do appreciate that. You doing anything uh, fun? Uh, no, I'll tell you honestly, it's been a pretty cool day so far. That's nice, guys. Uh, yeah, I uh, I did get some wiffle ball BP out earlier today. Um, there's some Taco Bell coming in a little bit. I understand a big Taco Bell box for lunch. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. I'm just I'm just doing me. Maybe do some power washing. I maybe do some swimming. I don't know yet, but. There you uh, go. I appreciate, right, I appreciate you guys having me on, and thank you very much. Uh, of course, you know, hey, we, hey, we birthday love special. We love you, my man, and just stay safe as always, you guys. You know Go it. Home. Thank you Talk so much. Later. See you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and checking us out. We are on Keys of the City on all social media platforms, as well as Clovercrest Media. If you want to try to get in on this field, trying to start a podcast, get it in the camera they work. Can even producing. Call you can call in on the show if you want. Call in. Should I give them the number? We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. Anyways, everybody be safe. Enjoy. 
and we'll hope to get on before Fourth of July weekend. If not, everybody have a safe and wonderful Fourth of July weekend as well with your loved ones. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.